Angela. Defendiendo su cuello. Contra Equitium et Insidious Diabole Esto Brasilium. Imperate Dios. Suplegis de Precomor. Tuque. Conchefs Milichis Celestis. By the power of God, thrust in hell Satan. And with him, those evil spirits who prowl about the world for the rule of souls. goes another season of uh, paying your government useless parts of your hard-earned money for them to go fuck themselves with. Thank I, you, government. I just saw a video, a reel, and it was this one guy, and he was he was acting as the, the citizen and IRS. Yes. And the IRS was like, all right, well, uh, welcome to taxes. Um, you're going to pay us a bunch of money, and we don't know what that amount is, so good luck figuring what that out is. And uh, when you pay it to us... We'll know if it's the right amount, but you won't know if it's the right amount. So good luck. And uh, the money is just going to disappear. So I, no one knows who truly gets it. So have fun. He's like, can I just not pay the taxes then? Yeah, can I just keep my money? My hard-earned money? And like, no, no. That's illegal. No, we, we can't allow you to get rich, um, yeah. but we don't want you to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> just just complacent enough. Yeah. I mean, seriously. We want you to sit in the middle, yes. but not 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 like the middle middle, like the lower middle. Just enough that, to where we yeah, don't right. have to take care of you. And then, and just then, enough so when you go out to eat, you have to worry about it. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, if you get just rich enough, you know, then we make you pay the emissions fee to get into the Illuminati, and then you never pay taxes again. But then now you are part of the evil lizard lords. Did you see what was happening in California right now? No. With the, I'm surprised you haven't. It's all about the reality. Uh-oh, what is about it? the mansions, California is putting a tax on mansions. So any, Ooh. Uh, I don't know if it was five million or ten million, but all of the, like the fucking um, yeah. rich celebrities, yeah, they're trying to offload their house within the next like two weeks. That's scary. and so what they're doing because they don't want to have to pay these, it's a ten percent tax. Ooh. So ten percent of a million, hundred thousand dollars, you got to they get taxed on. Ew, that's yeah. a lot of your. So ten million, that's a yeah. million dollars. That's a lot of money. What a million yeah. dollars. So what they're doing right now is uh, they're trying to offload these houses so quick that what they're doing is they'll take a picture of like their eight fucking amazing cars. Yeah. And say whoever whoever buys this has a chance at getting one of these cars along with it or huh. something like that. They're yeah. putting little caveats in there. Like marketing shit. How crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, it's it's California, baby. Do you want to? And you know what? Yeah. I, I wish I fucking remembered what the tax was for. But it's the most bullshit. Isn't it for like tax homeless ever. people to get more access to drugs? Something like, like that. Legal meth and shit. Something like oh, that. Yeah. If it's not, if it's not fucking uh, legalized yeah, mushrooms. If it's not homeless people, it's yeah. probably illegal aliens or some shit. Like, Dude, yeah, California. California's pretty, uh, pretty wackadoo. Yeah, pretty wackadoo. Oh, they, they need to vote Arnold back in. Get the Arnold in. Uh, he's getting pretty old, man. Welcome back, Purgatorius, to stuck in this purgatory. I'm Chase. I've got nothing to say today. Joining me is Hunter. Really glad I don't live in California. Well, I'm going to stick with the California thing. Shit. And Adrian. Let's all move to Iowa. <laughs> go down to Iowa. Why would you want to go there? It's amazing. What What is amazing about a shithole? Hey, there's you know, hardworking Americans there. You know. There's hardworking Americans there. What, making meth? Yeah. Manufacturing. Hey, 
Fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. I, I'm telling you, we could do it. All we have to do is get into chem- chemistry a little bit. I'm pretty sure I can make some amazing fucking rocks. I think my plan B is just my my plan B and not and not the you know baby killer pill. Yeah. Uh, I think I would go be a potato farmer in Idaho. <laughs> just farm potatoes. Yep. Farming potatoes. Idaho is beautiful. Just, that's what oh, yeah. I've been hearing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah Idaho's Idaho great. Good. It's just becoming California as well because really because they found out like. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho is like a little, you know, you know, it's paradise. It, it's crazy that you say that because yeah. I've noticed that a lot of people our age and younger are like, fuck the system. I'm going to go buy a fifth wheel and some land and yeah. I'm just going to go be a farmer. Our, our good friend Dominique and her husband do that super down south in Colorado. Yeah. They just live in the fucking plains. Yeah. And they just have their little farm and their animals and their RV and it's just crazy. Crazy. But yeah. Even Dominique friend. That's what I'm talking about. That's who you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Her last name is different now, but yeah, because I'm married. Oh. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'll cancel that one out, but whatever. Fucking crazy, yeah, isn't it? That is crazy. I didn't know they were talking about the same people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nuts. We talked well, to them about Well, my God, that's crazy. I want to be in this conversation. <laughs> uh, Adrian, do you have anything special to say today? Yeah, what about RVs, huh? Yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, that, I'm good now. Oh, okay. Okay, good. He just wanted to be. I, I, got, my, I got my piece. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe if you actually showed up to the studio once in a while. Hey, I know where to move. Egypt. Oh. Ooh. Uh, no. No. If, oh, if I oh. have a fucking scarab underneath my skin going <laughs> yeah. around, I will lose yeah. my shit. If I see an actual mummy, done. Chase would be a walking tomato out there. <laughs> they, fucking they, asshole. They call the fucking you asshole. The roll. <laughs> <laughs> the la- el lobster. The el lobster. <laughs> no, no. What's, I lobster? Can't say it, yeah. What's lobster in Spanish, Adrian? No, in Egyptian. What's lobster in Egyptian? Or, well, it'd be more Arabic. What's, what's lobster in Arabic? He's <laughs> <laughs> the cryptid. That's our newest cryptid. Uh, el lobster. Jason in Egypt. Uh, what, what is it? Lobster in Egyptian. Yeah, or Arabic here. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> no, what? what? Family guy. Oh God, uh, Saratan <laughs> Al Bahar. <laughs> oh, no, hold on, no, hold on, no, hold on. Yes, yeah, uh, Saratan Al Bahar. Israeli, Israeli lobster or something like that. What? Saratan Al Bahari. It's a Saratan Al Bahari. Kill it now, burn it with water, put it in pot, and boil oh. it. It's. I think it's Arabic, but it is Arabic. Oh, I'm definitely not gonna say El lobster is like decrypted. That's what we're going. El lobster. <laughs> no, you could say it. It's. I'm literally. I'm. Sardana I'm whittly. I'm whittly gonna go in and I'm just gonna type it in Google and I'm gonna let it play. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. It's the sound of Donna Hidden the witty right now in the <laughs> podcast room, <laughs> dude. This whole other side story, but we're not going to do it. What is it? Uh, fucking, I went and got Santiago's oh, on Friday I did that for lunch. Day. Yeah. And there are these stupid ass fucking high schoolers I want to punch in the goddamn face because they're knowing the shit out of me. I was trying to enjoy a burrito. <laughs> and they were just constantly saying, Whittly, Whittly. Oh my God, Whittly, this one thing happened. Whittly. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking cut your dick off and shove it in your throat <laughs> if you don't shut the fuck up. I'm Whittley and the Whitty. You would love my, my kids. No, I would literally murder them. You're, you sound like Will. Like, <laughs> if a kid says back to me or, murder them. or on God, I'm going to fucking stab them. I'm Seriously. like, chill out, dudes. I, I know. Right on there God. with Will. On God, dude. Bet. 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 Best. 
or Basset. Bast into the Egyptian lore. Yes. Oh, oh shit, we're on, a, we're on an Egyptian god here. Yes, Bast is a protective goddess, usually depicted as a cat with earrings or as a woman with the head of a cat. When the Greek civilization came in contact with the Egyptians, the Greeks adapted some of the Egyptian d- deities to their own pantheon. Bast became known as Ilaros. Uh, ooh, I'm sure that's wrong as fuck. Ilarios? To the Greeks. Ilarios. Yep. Which is the source of the word Ilariophile, meaning cat lover. Cat lover. So yeah, there you go, Bast. All right. Bringer of good health. Kind of a, kind of a sexy cat. Sexy kitty cat. Yeah. I could get down with the Egyptians, you know? Yeah. Their, their artwork and their fucking deeds and hell. shit. Woo. Hot as hell. I bet the women back then, I don't even ancient women, but damn. Do you should see, be bussing. Do you see that? The reincarnation of, or what the AI rendered? Yeah, Cleopatra Vin Diesel. Like, oh no, sorry, Vin them. Diesel. Cleopatra is Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, was, they did one about All some you guy. Need his family. It looked like he looked like Vin Diesel or something. Uh, no, or like brother. Hey, brother. I can't even remember who it looked like. But it's all about Cleopatra. Family. Yeah, maybe like uh, fucking Audrey Hepburn or some shit. I can't remember. Whatever. It looked good. It looked very good. Cleopatra looked hot. I could get down. She looked hot. Yes. I would at least want to be one of her concubines so she wouldn't murder me. Yeah. You know what's kind of wild about Egyptian history, like all the time, all the history? At one point, Roman mythology and Egyptian mythology, like, clashed. Yeah. Like, together. They, they lived in harmony. Well, they were literally just like a stone throw across so the pond. So strange. So you know? strange. You know, playing Assassin's That's Creed. That's so crazy. Odyssey. Yeah, Widowy so crazy. Oh, my God. I can cancel his ass so, cancel. so easily. Cancel. 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 We live in a cancel culture, Adrian. You better watch your shit. Moving on to the episode. Part two of the Blair Witch. Oh, here we go, brother. Here we are, brother. Welcome back. And we're going to start off with the serial killer, Rustin Parr. Rustin. Adrian, do you have any comments on this guy? This dude, if he was real, he makes Ted Bundy look like a little bitch. Dang. I mean... I mean, it, it's just fucked up. They, it it just goes on and on about what he does to these kids and uh, the massacre. And if this was a true story, I, I, I don't know how people would walk through the days. Did he? Like, did he drive a green Volkswagen Bug? No, he didn't. He's oh, not that cool. He's not that cool. Well, well you just said he's better. Well, well, did they have a green Volkswagen Bug in? 1903 to 1994. Probably. 19... I know you're looking up. I can hear the typing. Das Otto. I know you're looking. The Germans. Superior. I'm not. No. Moving on. All right. Well, the fictional... Oh, though fictional, the tale of Rustin Parr is extremely enticing. (laughs) Rustin Parr, 1903 through November 22nd, 1941. Very short life was a serial killer from the 1940s who was found guilty of murdering seven children in Burkittsville, Maryland, on the supposed instructions of the Blair Witch. Although he admitted to killing the children to the authorities, he later denied having killed anyone in his last confession with his assigned priest. Rustin Parr was born in 1903 as the twin brother of Dale Parr to parents Wilson and Charity Parr, There were rumors about his mother having sacrificed a dead child to the Blair Witch to ensure the birth of her children. Ooh, blood magic? Hmm. Blood magic? Devil's dick? Who's the real witch here? Hmm. 
Growing up, Dale was known to be the more active of the two, overshadowing his brother. Dale was known to be aggressive, attacking animals that Rustin wished no harm upon. At some point, during a hunting trip with his father, Dale was killed. He was only nine years old at the time. It was speculated that Dale was killed by his father as he believed Dale was the child of the witch. Give him the old Dick Cheney. <laughs> Don't you worry, son. I'm an excellent hunter. Should have just given him a new heart. <laughs> Rust. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh. Oh, man. Give him the old Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't give you that rope, did I now? Shit, I did. Rustin Parra lived on a mountain near Burkittsville as a hermit. According to those who encountered him, he was amicable, through res- though reserved, helping hikers and those lost. Ooh. Random? Yeah, that is random. Parra was a native of Frederick County, Maryland, having lived there his whole life. Both his mother and father died before he reached 10 years old in the year 1913. Talk about growing up quick. Growing up real quick. Yep, gotta be an adult real soon. Merkinsville. Following that, he came to Burkittsville to stay with his uncle, who was a carpenter and aunt. His uncle was a carpenter and, and an aunt. And his aunt? Oh. Oh. Got one of those Terrence Vastites. <laughs> or <laughs> got one of those lady boys. <laughs> I don't blame Rustin for killing people. Jesus, fucked up, bro. Fucked up, dude. One of those lady boys. Those hills have eyes. Shit. <laughs> It has one eye, that's for sure. The whispering eye. A cat over there? Yeah, the whispering tent eye. That's that's a thin-skinned tent. <laughs> While his uncle was abusive towards him, he also taught Rustin everything he knew. Rustin enjoyed living in the Burkittsville area. He felt that the nearby woods were great to get away from everyone and be by himself, which he enjoyed. Rustin reportedly did not finish his schooling beyond the sixth grade. Are you smarter than a sixth grader? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> in his early 20s, he sought to leave for a quieter life, building a three-story house in the woods on a hillside next to a creek. Wait, wait a second. He was lucky enough <laughs> to live in a three-story van down by the river. Yeah, for real. And what was what he needed a quieter life from being secluded and alone? Need to his, be quieter than just secluded from his alone? lady boy uncle. Jesus Christ, dude! Wow, need to settle down. His early twenties, man, he's been through a lot. I'm thinking thirteen, early thirteen year old. Fuck! It took him almost five years to finish it. By all accounts, he lived there happily and loved nature. Rustin continued to work at his uncle's carpentry shop for a few more years, but little by little, he began to come into town less and less. Then his aunt died, and his uncle moved to Baltimore so there wasn't much of a reason to go back anymore. He stayed in that house ever since. He lived a peaceful life, smoking his pipe and taking long walks in the woods. How do you take a long walk in the woods when you live in the woods? Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Is this motherfucker Gandalf, too, just walking around smoking his pipe? Yep. Uh, I I was listening to the story literally 20 minutes before we started the podcast, but there's this uh, serial killer. He's like called the Time Traveler. And he loved going for walks in the woods and imagining that he was like one of the Avengers. What? Dun, 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 dun. 
That's strange. Well, he's just like, Why would you imagine you're I an Avenger? I am Thor. He, he would literally sit down and watch three hours of superhero movies and then just go go for a walk in the woods and just go imagine himself. Could you, he's, what I imagine is he is that fucking nerd at school that's just like out in the woods fucking LARPing against a tree. Yeah. Like Naruto a tree. Naruto running. I would be horrified. <laughs> well, Rustin was happy. He loved nature and the animals all around him. He only went into town about twice a year to pick up supplies that he needed. A few years after his self-imposed exile, he began to notice a strange figure, which turned out to be a woman in a long, black hooded cloak during his long walks in the woods. He never saw her face, and she always vanished when he called out to her or tried to approach. He didn't feel any fear from her initially. He just wondered who she was. By the late 1930s, Rustin noticed that the animals around him that were previously used to his presence were becoming more fearful of him and his house. He heard strange noises in the night, scaring him so much he became an insomniac. He came to fear the woman and began to see her and hear her voice in his dreams when he did sleep. She would say all kinds of things in many strange languages, sometimes repeating words over and over again. He would never see the woman again until near the end, but her voice stayed with him. Soon he began to hear her voice during the day as well. After almost a year of hearing the voice, Rustin had lost most of his senses. She would order him to carry out pointless orders, like sleeping in the basement, and he always obeyed. At first, he rationalized it as effects of his paranoia and insomnia, but he gradually became more deluded. Townsfolk said he had become more suspicious of people, and his appearances became more infrequent. Got a little bit of cabin fever here. Yeah, that's what happens when you live in the woods. Alone. Don't interact with people. Walking through the woods, talking to the critters, and the woodland critters. And you're 15 years old. Yeah, little, little sus here. Yeah. Rustin was known to have kept a journal. In an entry from June 5th, 1940, Rustin talked about having heard someone down in the clearing as he finally finished fixing his roof. One day, on November 13th of 1940, the woman's voice in Parr's head supposedly ordered him to go into town and take the first child he found. That same day, Parr abducted Emily Hollins, the first of what would be eight children from town over the next six months. He had promises of candy to attract the children and took them to his mountain house in the woods. Hey, hey kid, you want a bike? Hey, kid, you want some candy? Going to have $5 foot long. That's how far this podcast came because remember I said, hey, kid, you want some crack? Things we used to say. Yeah. Things we used to say back yeah. in the day. A year and a some year ago, man. Fuck. Never changes. So old. For some reason, he was unable, even unwilling, to resist. He brought the children down in pairs to his basement. He had one stand in the corner while he killed the first child by disemboweling them and carving symbols into their skin with knives. Damn! For reasons unknown, he did not kill one child, Kyle Brody. He would then repeat the same process with the corner child. Brody was forced to face another corner while Parr slaughtered the other seven, including Brody's friend, Emily Hollins. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is guy, a little worse than Ted Bundy, huh? Yeah, he went from like fucking normal jolly old giant in the woods, and now he's... Scary giant in the woods. Yeah, he went a little crazy. Blair Witch was like, hey, buddy, 
I need, I need children's souls. I need the souls of the innocent, of the virgin flesh. He's could, like, okay, let me bring him down. Could you imagine the paranoia you'd have to have to kill someone and then engrave a symbol in their skin? Oof, brutal, man. That's horrifying. Brutal. But also fucking badass. Well, on March 13th, 1940 run, Rustin wrote another entry in his journal talking about trying to resist the woman's voice, but being unable to. One night, Parr reportedly awoke and saw the cloaked woman in his room. While he couldn't see her clearly, he knew who it was. She spoke to him in the same horrible voice that had plagued him for over a year. She reportedly told him that he was finished and that she would leave him alone if he went into town the next day and tell everyone what he did. Parr released Brody and came into town and declared that he was finally finished. Police hiked for four hours to his house and found the bodies of the seven children in the cellar. Each child had been ritualistically murdered and disemboweled. Brody was the only one who survived. The event tore the town apart. God, this fucking poor kid. Jesus. This poor ass Brody. It's going to turn into like a fucking Dexter or serial killer himself. I know. Jesus. Uh, yep. Well, Parr admitted to everything in detail telling authorities that he did it for an old woman ghost who occupied the woods near his house. On July 17, 1941, Parr was tried in court on seven counts of first-degree murder. He confessed to all of them, not knowing the names of the children. Parr expressed his apologies to the parents of the deceased and said nothing in his defense, though he agreed with his attorney to plead insanity. Kyle Brody testified that Parr was the one responsible for the killings, and the jury came back with a guilty verdict, resulting in an outbreak of applause in the courtroom. Some of the townsfolk, which included some of the parents of the murdered children, went and burned Parr's house to the ground the same day that he was sentenced to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get him. Burn get his house now. Well, hey, it's good cleansing. Burn him at the stake. Gotta, you, yep. gotta, you gotta cleanse it. Yeah, this guy is a to. witch. He was a witch I himself. I wonder if they use sage. They started the fire with sage. They salt the bones. That's how the house was built on the bones. (laughs) The Indian burial ground. Parr later claimed in his last interview that he was doing what the spirit of the witch told him to do. Wooden stick figures reportedly kept appearing in Parr's cell. That'd be kind of whack. That'd be creepy. That would be a good one. You know that there is insanity involved. Yeah. Those damn rats always getting in here. (laughs) My pubes. My pubes. He's making pube stick fingers. (laughs) He's using his pubes. The the holistic fucking healing in South Park when it's Cheech and Chong's fucking hair. (laughs) Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, my God. It's best. It was later revealed on the massacre of the Burkittsville 7, the Blair Witch legacy documentary that he had in fact told the priest Dominic Cazell in his last confession that he had, according to him, murdered no one. The priest asked to confer this information to the judge, but Parr reportedly refused his consent to do so. So what, he, t- he took the fall for the Blair Witch? Is that what we're saying here? No, he's insane. insane. He's absolutely insane. He's insane. got fucking woods fever. Crazy. On July 23rd, 1941, the judge who presided over Parr's death turned up dead. His body was found inside the W.W. Smith General Store. The shopkeeper, Daniel Cole, was arrested and was considered the prime suspect, but he insisted he had been framed. Rustin Parr was hanged on November 22, 1941. 
disappointed they didn't burn him at the stake. Thought they missed the mark there. Yeah, well, come on, let's be. This is like fucking a hundred plus years later after the whole trial, witch burning trials. Like, Still, we're a little more civil now. Still, just a little, little superstitious. Just a little. Just burn the guy at the cross. All right. I mean, they're still hanging bitches, but there's not like a town square gathering. Yeah. Where's Where's the public execution? Where's the fucking gun? Where? Just Just firing squad. It's 1941. They couldn't afford ammo. That was going to the war. Come on, Thompson gun. <laughs> yeah, M1 on. Grand. This let's be real here. Yeah. Well, now let's look into some information that might connect some stories. The witch that is portrayed in Blair Witch can be traced back to Mole Dyer. In 17th century... Mole Dyer. Mole Dyer. Yes. In 17th century Leonardtown, Maryland... What's with the names in Maryland? Leonard. God. You know, I will give them props. They're at least somewhat creative. Somewhat. Yeah. At least it's not like, uh, uh, you know, Greensville or fucking... New York, New Jersey, New Hampshire. Yeah. New <laughs> ding-dong, motherfuckers. <laughs> New everything. Yeah. The new and improved. New Zen. Zimberlin Lincoln. <laughs> new Zinland. In 17th century Leonardtown, Maryland, there was an infamous woman named Mole Dyer. Although no direct historical record has been found of her existence, a road, a stream, and a large rock all bear her name. Well, that's us. Yes. But who do we think she was? Big question mark. Blair Witch. Similarly to the Bell Witch, we aren't quite sure what exactly her origins were before her title of witch. Most sources seem to agree that she was a woman that lived in semi-isolation on the edge of town. Her origin was unknown to many of the townspeople, and this created a hotbed of speculation. Some believed she was an Irish noblewoman on the run, while others believed she was running away or even killed a husband and some believed that she had been run out of her hometown. As noted before, there was no record of a mole dyer, but there were several dyers in the area at the time, and mole could have been a nickname of one of them, or that her birth certificate was never created or otherwise improperly filed and lost to the archives of time. Her story wasn't recorded until the 19th century when a local writer, Joseph F. Morgan, decided to write the story down. In addition to her isolation, it is believed she practiced as a healer, like many healers during the 17th century, as soon as a series of misfortunes took hold of the town, Mole was blamed and labeled a witch. I'm not a witch. Weigh her. Weigh her against <laughs> Does she float? Does she float? During a particularly cold winter, the townspeople arrived at her small house and ran her out. Some stories say the townsfolk came to her door dramatically torches and pitchforks in hand. Others say that their intent was just to scare her enough to get her to move. Mole unbelievably escaped this small but angry mob. She ran from the fire of her home, and it was believed she ran in the dead of a cold, cold night, until she fell upon a large boulder. It was at this boulder that she died. Several days later, a young boy came upon her corpse. Her body was frozen, and one of her arms was allegedly stretched towards the heavens perhaps in a last-ditch effort for her or as a way to curse her tormentors. Fair. It's like Frankenstein over Fair. here in Maryland. Yeah, a little bit of a mob, a little bit of mob mentality here. Well, how do we know this? Big question mark. 
Well, it is rumored that the imprints of her hand remain burned into the rock for hundreds of years. Oh, that that's legit. Hey, just like that asylum, man. Yeah, that's pretty legit. corpse yep. burned into it. All right. This boulder is so important that the local historical society had it moved and placed in front of their building. It is also said that at the original site of the rock, the fields were strangely barren for years after her passing. However, her curse had more effects than leaving behind handprints and making a few fields barren. It was said that the men responsible for leading the mob to Mole's door all had bouts of horrible luck. Their lands became barren, their livestock died, and they got sick, and their families suffered. One of these people going to learn that burning a witch isn't the way to solve your problems. This is not the way. This um, is not the way. Is yeah. this legit? You can find a rock with the handprint yes, on it? Yes, they literally have a mole dryer day there. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty That's cool. fucking Every wild. Well, before we finish up, we're going to talk about the Black Hills Forest. The Black Hills Forest is located just outside of Burkittsville, Maryland, in Frederick County. It's the location of many incidents involving the Blair Witch legend. However, evidence indicates that the local native tribes may have believed that the woods were haunted or infested by a malevolent presence long before Ellie Kedward came to the area. Coffin Rock and Black Rock State Park are located in the Black Hills Forest. In 1886, a search party looking for six-year-old child Robin Weaver had gone missing and were later found at Coffin Rock nude. Jesus. Tied together and disemboweled with strange occultist symbols carved into their foreheads and lower back areas. Control yourself, Jeffrey Epstein. Gosh! Hillary Clinton, quit it! Those who discovered them returned with help, but the bodies had vanished. That's, that's spooky. That's a little creepy. Coffin Rock nude? Black Hills Forest? Maybe. I'm not going to get into it. In 1941, a woman named Alma Ketterly was driving through the forest in an attempt to bring her passenger Lee Irwin to the Babcock Orphanage in West Virginia. Before you read that, I thought I thought it was the Babadook. Oh, I, know I was you kind just, of excited. I know you just took a Babadook. I did. <laughs> yeah, Dookie! I did. During it was the drive, a bad dookie. <laughs> yeah. During the drive, the vehicle encountered a snowstorm, which obscured Alma's vision enough to cause the vehicle to crash into a tree that promptly led to her death. Her passenger survived and was then reportedly taken by Rustin Parr, who lived nearby. Mm. Makes sense, I Suspicious. guess. Suspicious. Suspicious. All right, okay. all right. At some point, the stranger, who was a member of the Spook House organization, attempted to investigate the veracity of the legends in Black Hills, including the ones related to the Blair Witch. Despite his efforts, his investigations failed to yield any evidence of ghosts or anything to support the claims of the various legends. Thus, he came to the conclusion that there was no truth to the legends. Others also say the Black Forest in Colorado can be correlated to some events portrayed in the movie. In the end, there are hardly any truths to the Blair Witch Project, but it gives the audience the mystery and horror they were seeking. The producers did an amazing job with what little budget they had to work with. The Blair Witch may not exist unless you believe in tulpas. Then just then, our society might have made the Blair Witch a new haunting. So this shit was all fake. All of it. Yeah, yeah so basically... Damn. Uh, the producer or the directors of the movie, 
they were given fifty thousand dollars as like a indie film. Right. And uh, it's actually pretty cool how they did it. Uh, they basically got these three actors, photo men on what they were supposed to be doing. They said, "Hey, go to these woods, make it super scary, you know, and uh, just film yourself staying in the woods and all this other stuff." They uh, then uh, actually like a year out to date while the movie was showing show and film, the uh, actors actually went missing quotations around it. And they, they were also receiving phone calls from the police wondering where these missing people were last seen and everything because the police were going to start an investigation for them. Well, they had to tell the police that they're doing it for the film and that these people were just staying at home. So they paid the actors to stay at home for a whole year. So uh, they could make the film even more realistic. Yeah, so it's kind of like great little controversy. Oh, so they kind of faked it, but they yes. but it but it made it for a good ass story. Hmm. Very, yes, so, very good. So for fifty thousand dollars, I think they made over like thirteen point one million or something. Yeah, like that. that's a wow. crazy return. And they're still making money on it. Yeah, and but, they made second one, and but there is still yeah. somewhat of a truth or history behind. Why yes. they created the movie, right? So there's there's some local legends that built into it enough to say, could this been a real maybe? But no, we don't have any proof. It so, could be all bullshit. So we so we know for a fact that this Rustin Parr guy was a real deal. No, he was no. not. Oh, was he's fictional. not. He was that fictional. was fictional. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Local legends, but fictional. Okay. Wives' tales. And but and then the also the witch as well, somewhat of a legend. Yeah, the, pretty much. All right, so basically this was a movie built off legend, but people still find it interesting enough to talk about it? Yeah, it's now yep. become its own fucking thing. I know? feel like when I watch this yes. movie, I'm not going to enjoy it now. I really think no, you will. You're not going to because now you know everything. But Yeah, uh, but the scares are good. Burksville, after the, the movie came out, Burkittsville, Maryland was literally... Uh, like it was basically like a satanic panic there because people from all over the world were going there ghost hunting. They were literally filling the town with so many tourists that the people there in that town, it was so small that they, they hated it. <laughs> they, huh. they only had two t- churches in the town and everything. Yeah. And, uh, so they were trying to figure out where all these people were coming from. And then the second one came out. And they were prepared this time, and they started making money off of, like, little uh, figurines and stuff. Yeah. Man, that's fucking crazy. And VR video games. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just goes to show you, we may be a small podcast talking about fucking paranormal shit, but there are fucking people interested in this shit all over the world. Yeah, so come fuck around and find out. Yeah. Come, yeah, where, give us an email. Yeah, like, where, can, stuck. Where, can you, where can they fuck around and find out, Adrian? Yeah. Well, you can fuck around and find out at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. Maybe we all want to go and go check out the Black Hills Forest. Maybe stay there a couple nights. Maybe you would love to join us in that adventure. So make sure you reach out to us at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. And not everything you see on the internet's real, people. All right, let's just be real here. A lot of shit is made up by producers that want to make movie. But here at Stuck in, the Purga- Stuck in This Purgatory... We don't make shit up. We're not in it for the money. Unless you want to pay us. Then we might be. Thank you, guys. Love you. Hey, 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 we're real. Yeah, we're, we're the real deal here. So so give us your fucking money. Give me your fucking money! 
and and just so we can get out of this purgatory because existence is pain and without you guys we have nothing love you and goodbye Thank you.